Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along, verse by verse, with Pastor John. The Pharaoh will kill me. Tell him you're my sister. Uh, I'm her brother. Sure, you could marry her. Give me all the dowry and all the money. Yes, treat me good. But don't kill me because I'm not her husband. I'm her brother. Deception. He's done this before and it created a big mess in Egypt and now he's doing it again in the promised land. I guess it's the fate of marrying a beautiful spouse, a gorgeous husband. You always worry, will they cheat on me? Oh, look at how they look at my spouse. Uh Oh, I'm afraid, will they leave me? This is Abraham's fear. I have a gorgeous wife and everybody wants her. And these power people, they're rich and powerful. They have armies and soldiers. They'll kill me for my wife living by fear, lying yet again. She's my sister. Verse 3, but God came to Abimelech in a dream of the night and said to him, behold, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is married. This is adultery. This is against my law and my commands and my will, and I've given you morals and values, and I don't care you're a king, I'll kill you. Do you know God can give you a dream? He can speak to you through a vision, through a supernatural Holy Spirit gift. I think this King Abimelech could be a believer from the way he talks. He seems to know about the true God. He wants to live righteous and holy, but he ignorantly doesn't know that this woman is married, but God is now telling him and warning him. God can give you a dream. God can instruct you and communicate to you and tell you the next step you're to take. But through visions and dreams, I would pray and seek the Lord and ask for confirmation and make sure the dream is from the Lord. Verse 4, now Abimelech had not come near her, and he said, Lord, he seems to know who the true God is, will you slay a nation even though blameless? Verse 5, did he not himself say to me, she is my sister, and she herself said, he is my brother? In the integrity of my heart and the innocence of my hand, I have done this. God, you know I love you. I try to live right. I didn't know. She deceived me. You meet some crazy person. I I thought they were single, and they end up being married, and now I'm in this triangle. I'm in this mess. And God's warning me, you better get out of this mess, right? Or else I will kill you. Crazy, crazy. The dream has come so that God can save Sarah, protect her reputation, keep her pure and holy. God has not allowed this powerful king to touch her because God has a marvelous plan for her. Even though she's old, she's still beautiful. 
Even though she's old, she still will be a mother. And the promised child will come. Isaac. Laughter. And so Sarah can't be messing around. She needs to be holy and a pure vessel for God's use. She's going to be the mother of the Jews, the mother of the Messiah, the mother of faith, if you will, with her husband, Abraham. Verse 6, Then God said to him in the dream, Yes, I know that in the integrity of your heart, you have done this, and I also kept you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Now, when we sin, it's not just against somebody's spouse in adultery. It's not just against a person that you sin against, but you also sin against God. And God said, I'm not going to let this one happen. I'm putting a block on it because i got to protect Sarah and my plan. The baby must come through Abraham and Sarah. And I've stopped you from touching her. I don't want you to sin against me. I understand you were fooled, you were tricked, but get out of it. It's a big mess. Verse 7, now therefore, restore the man's wife. For he is a prophet. Interesting, a new title, the word prophet, shows up for the first time in Genesis. A prophet is a go-between, an intercessor, a mediator between God and man. God speaks to prophets, they speak to people, and vice versa. You can pray for people and family members in your community as a prophet and intercede before God. And this is what Abraham already started to do, right, for Lot, and now he's going to do it for this innocent king, Abimelech. And he will pray for you, and you will live. But if you do not restore her, know that you shall surely die, you and all who are yours. Swap the wife back. Give this married woman back to her husband or else. Wow, that would scare me. That would put the holy fear of God in me. Make things right. Face your fears. We need Abraham to man up and to admit his shortcomings. Verse 8, So Abimelech arose early in the morning and called all his servants and told all these things in their hearing, and the men were greatly frightened. Now, there is different kinds of fear. I think it's a good thing to fear God, to fear his warnings, to fear his word, to fear his dreams. Because if you don't fear and respect him and hold him in awe, consequences will come and heads will roll. So it's good to fear God, but it's not good to fear men. Oh, but he's so rich and powerful, and he's a, a power broker, and he's my boss, and how can I tell him, no, I'm so afraid, what if he fires me? 
I've even had uh, women in this church that said, I worked for the casinos and my big shot boss came out and said, the high rollers are coming and they're rich and they're powerful and you give them whatever they want and that includes you. And they said, Pastor, what should I do? I said, you need to quit there as fast as you can, right? Another gentleman in the church said, I, I work for this power person and I protect I'm a bodyguard for his sons and I know they're doing organized crime and and horrible evil things I have to get out I'm a Christian I can't do that and and sometimes we let fear control us and stop us from doing the right thing but if I don't say what they want if I don't do what maybe they'll leave me they'll divorce me they'll fire me I'll be out I'll lose everything and so we live by fear and we do the wrong thing and we make bad decisions out of fear verse 9 then Abimelech called Abraham and said to him what have you done to us and how have I sinned against you that you have brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin? You have done to me things that ought not to be done. Why did you do this to me, Abraham? Out of fear. Verse 10. And Abimelech said to Abraham, What have you encountered that you have done? this thing oh he's encountered great fear he's afraid of men kings princes power brokers he knows how huge your army is and he doesn't want to lose his head he's so fearful and he lives his life out of fear what if i say the wrong thing and displease my parents i'm so afraid of my father you know, I'm so afraid of my spouse. What if I do the wrong thing and I set them off? Oh, I know I've given in and I shouldn't have and I spoiled my kids and I'm so afraid of them. What if they move out? You can't live in fear. Jesus has come to set you free. You don't have to do wrong things in fear anymore. God will take care of you. Verse 11, Abraham said, because I thought, surely there is no fear of God in this place. They have no respect for the Lord. They're evil and wicked people, and they will kill me because of my wife. I'm afraid to die. What if they blackmail me? What if they uh, give out my secret? I'm so afraid. What if I go against them? They're an arch enemy and they'll destroy me. You cannot live in fear anymore. Fear God, not man. There's a proverb. Uh, Proverbs 29.25, it says, The fear of man is a snare, but he who trusts in the Lord will be exalted. Fear God and not men. Verse 12. Besides, she actually is my sister, the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. 
and she became my wife. Well, it's kind of true. It's a half-truth because she's my half-sister. Yeah, but you're still married to her. She's still your wife. And it's kind of goofy to marry your half-sister, but this is Genesis, and this is before the sexual laws, and this is closer to creation, where Adam and Eve and all their siblings married each other. Pure genetics, pure breads. But now it's a lie that has been repeated, and you're trying to justify it. It's still, half a lie is still a lie. Verse 13, and it came about when God caused me to wander from my father's house that I said to her, this is the kindness which you will show to me everywhere we go. Say to me, he is my brother. You know, way back at the beginning, God called me, and I stepped out in faith, and I left everything. My father died, my home, my culture, and I've come to the promised land. I'm following God by faith. But you know, I have a trophy wife, and she's so gorgeous, and everyone's going to kill me to get her. I can't lose her. I'm so afraid. You're supposed to be a man of faith. The promises of God. Trust the Lord. Trust God with your spouse and with your marriage and with your kids and with your job and just step out in faith. God's brought you this far. He's not going to drop you now. So I made a promise. When I get afraid, you say to him, we're, we're brother and sister. I'm available to get married, so don't kill my brother. Give him gifts instead, right? It's a crazy plot the things that families scheme, the things that people do out of fear. 14. Abimelech then took sheep and oxen and male and female servants and gave them to Abraham and restored his wife Sarah to him. God wants to bless you, and God will bless you in spite of yourself. Sometimes I've made bad decisions, bad relationships, bad moves, bad investments, and God still blesses me because I'm his, and he loves us. And maybe you've messed up and you did crazy things out of fear. God can turn it around. God can redeem the situation and the circumstance, and God has the power to bring good out of your bad. Do you see it? And now God's like, you know, treat Abraham good. He's my prophet. He's going to pray for you. And now all the gifts, all the blessings, all the riches pour into Abraham. Verse 15. Abimelech said, behold, my land is before you. Settle wherever you please. I'm going to be gracious to you. I'm going to forgive you. I fear God, so I'm going to treat you good. You're one of his prophets, right? Verse 16. So to Sarah he said, Behold, I have given your brother a thousand pieces of silver. Behold, it is your vindication before all who are with you and before all men you are cleared. 
You're innocent, you're pure, you're holy. We never had relations. And I give you this money as a gift and, and as proof, a thousand pieces of monies to vindicate and to bless you, Sarah. Verse 17, Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maids so that they bore children. For the Lord had closed fast all the wombs of the household of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Children are a blessing from the Lord. He gives them to you, and he can take them away. He can prevent them from coming, or he can make a way. Do you see it? And so you should value your children and love them and, and treat them right and bring them up in the ways of the Lord. A gift from him that you give back. Lord, I will raise this child for you and in your house. You got to face your fears. You got to confess your fears. Admit them to God. Come clean. And you need to overcome your fears with God's help. What does all this mean? You know, it's kind of some bizarre stories in the Bible. But can I welcome you to the real world? Can I tell you the Bible addresses everything and you think, I've never seen anything like this in the Bible. Welcome to humanity and all of our sins and our dirty laundry and the crazy things we have done out of fear, out of drunkenness, out of drugs. That's the problem when you don't follow in faith the Lord in your wandering and fear. We need to live by faith in Christ. Uh, at our ranch, we have beautiful sheep. And Christians are called sheep. Did you know that? The Lord is my shepherd. I'm his sheep. Can I tell you how my sheep live? They live in fear. They're prey. They're afraid of every predator that may come. They're always looking. They're always watching. They like to stand on high places where they can look out. They don't like to be trapped in a corner. They want to be ready to run for their lives. My sheep live in fear. If you come up to them at night and you make a noise or they see a movement or anything aggressive, they are so easily spooked and startled. They will run for their lives. The sad thing with sheep, if you ever trap them in a corner and you scare them, they will hurt themselves out of fear. And they could even hurt you. They, they don't want to hurt you. They're just trying to get away from you. And their fear is so powerful, they'll do whatever it takes to escape, even if they break their leg or mow you down. In the path. God doesn't want you to live like that. 
Now, when I go out, and sometimes I like to take my Bible and pray and read and just sit out with the sheep, I'll sit out on the lawn, and you know what the sheep will do and the goats? They'll come and they'll sit next to me. They'll come and they'll all start eating around me. Do you know why they eat around me? Because they feel safe. See, when they're out by themselves, they're not safe. But when they're with their shepherd, they can eat in peace. They can lay down. They can have comfort and peace. Do you get it? Jesus is your shepherd. If you're wandering without Christ, you're going to live a life of fear. But if the shepherd is near and you stay close to him, you stay in his house, in his word, in prayer, in fellowship, you stay in communion with the shepherd, he'll remove your fears. And you can have calm and peace from the Prince of Peace, the Lord Jesus Christ. Replace your fear with faith. You have to fill the vacuum, the empty hole, right? So you pull the fear out, and in its place, you put faith. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you ask him to save you. You come to the cross. You accept his blood, his sacrifice, his work, his righteousness on your behalf. And you ask him to take away all your fears. Jesus, please take away my fears. I'm so afraid of death. I'm so afraid of the cancer. Will it come back? God, I'm afraid of men. I'm afraid of bosses. They're so cruel and mean. Will I get fired again? I'm so afraid to enter another relationship. Will they abandon me? Will they die? Will they divorce me? I'm so afraid. God, I'm afraid of loss. Will I lose everything again? Please, I can't lose another house. I don't want to lose my kids. I'm so afraid what to say and what to do. I'm afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of the future. You cannot live your life in fear as a Christian. It's not what God has called us to. What does the scripture say? 2 Timothy 1.7 For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And perfect love casts out all fear. God has a different way for you to live today. We journey by faith. We start trusting in Christ every day. One step at a time. Pray, seek his face, open his word, come to his house. Jesus has come to end all your fears. Don't be afraid anymore. What did David say in the Psalms? Talk about fear. Man, everyone's after David. <laughs> right? They're trying to kill him. Armies after King David. Psalm 56, 3. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Stop living in fear.
Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, be our Prince of Peace and take away all our fears. Give us strength and power. May we use the power that you've given us, Holy Spirit. May we stand strong in your word. May we stand in righteousness and make good decisions, safe decisions. May we have a better future and not be afraid of the future, but may we smile at the future. Take away our horrors, our pains, our traumas our phobias, all the fears that haunt us, set us free from our past and make us brand new creations in Christ. May we not make decisions anymore and walk in fear anymore, but may we take steps of faith according to your word, according to your will. May we put our trust in you. For we pray in Jesus' name. Thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775-746-4567 and our webpage is calvaryreno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.